Ye like me spoilers, don't ye? Then let me tell ye a tall tale. This hither transmission contains spoilers for the lighthouse. Why'd ye spill your beans, Glenn? Ye have been warned. Welcome back, ye sand lot. My name is Glinsmin Button along with me sea sand clad friend, Miguel Megusto. Call me Megusto. Megusto. We are heading on a voyage of tall tales. Why'd you spill your beans, Glenn? Oh man, it got really hard there for a second. <laughs> How you doing? Oh man, I I feel like a new man, hallucinating oh, yes. and all. Oh yes, 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 and all the 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 mermaid sex ye can all have. the sexual <laughs> splendor ye, ye want. How long we've been doing this podcast? A week, five days, over fifty-two weeks, and that's a year. (laughs) Uh, We're getting out of control here. Uh, What movies have you watched this week? Hey, the only movies I watched this week are movies we've watched together. Oh, so so sweet, so sweet. So honestly, you can just go straight to yours, and we'll just talk about them. Well, there we go. Uh, So I started off last week. Uh, with watching Space Jam: A New Legacy. Um, (laughs) Speaking of, I wanted to. Did you? Actually, you know, I can talk about it real quick. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, like, how, you know, with being a new dad and everything, the amount of times I can go to the movie theater is extremely limited. Mm-hmm. Normally, no matter how bad it is, I would go to a theater. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I looked it up because I saw it was also on HBO Max, and I was mm-hmm. like, is this going to be worth it for me to go? And uh, the critics said no, and I'm inclined to uh, agree with them. Yeah, uh, I, it, I saw that you didn't have a 60-second review on it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious I, enough. I didn't have an, an, enough to say. Uh, so I'll just go to my letterbox review. Uh, this makes the uh, 1996 Space Jam look like Citizen Kane, and it makes uh, LeBron James makes Michael Jordan look like Orson Welles uh, <laughs> in, in quality. So, um, yeah, there's that. Uh, I, I would have loved if that was the whole 60-second review. Honestly, yeah. If, if and I, the rest is just me sitting just there. Just silence. Fuck <laughs> it. I might do it anyway. I might do that. I'm ready for it. Uh, so if, if you're seeing this, you might want to check our Instagram, see if I do that. Um, you know, this, it, it's probably a movie kids are going to like. It, it's very modern, which is what a, a problem I had with it. Like, it focused too much on modern times which is fine you know i kind of figured it would um and i understand that the first space jam is not a good movie which is why i kind of made it funny by saying this makes the first one look like citizen kane yeah Uh, because it's not a good movie but it is a fun movie this for me was not fun uh but i remember my dad liking the first one Mm -hmm. obviously not as much as me but like that at least seemed like it'd be more fun for people who like the looney tunes well from what i also hear this also digs into the warner brothers money bag that is all their oh my content. god it, it, yeah it is it is a like which kind of brothers jerk off fest which makes which it horrible deprives it of the the, the fun charm of the, the first, first one, one yeah. yeah um so yeah it's definitely when looney tunes walks up to warner brothers superheroes well yeah. <laughs> it is a uh two hour long commercial essentially mm-hmm. for both lebron james and uh, 
Looney Tunes and Warner Brothers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, then I rewatched Escape Room because I wanted to see the the second one. Uh, Escape Room is, um, you know, it's a fun movie. I think it's a movie mm-hmm. that gets un, uh, uh, overlooked because it came out in January. But the first Escape Room is really fun, and I I stand by that after watching it a second time. It is yeah, a fun. You've, you've told me to watch it a few times. Yeah, now. it's like it's you're not gonna like be mind blown or anything, yeah. but it's it's a fun horror action movie plus your um, doppelgangers in it my doppelganger tyler labine is in it did mm-hmm. i tell you about the time i was in panera bread and this woman came up to me <laughs> i just say it like that panera bread panera i i, I don't know i panera bread panera bread panera bread anyway i went into panera bread I feel like i'm being haunted by a ghost of panera and while bread. i was waiting for my food this woman who was in the dining room came up to me and said has anyone ever told you you look like tyler labine <laughs> and i said yes multiple people and then she showed me a picture, even though I said yes. Nice. <laughs> like I like I didn't know who he was, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely see it. I mean, and clearly, you didn't. Yeah, I mean, I I legitimately think I look a lot like him. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. So hopefully, I age as gracefully as he has. He's got great. He looks great. He looks great. I hope mm-hmm. I look great when I'm his age. And that, not that he's like super old, but he's older than me. Um, but yeah, uh, so Escape Room's really fun. So I watched uh, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Uh, that one was still fun, but it's kind of that kind of series where the more you find out about the world, mm-hmm. the more flaws there are, where you're just like, how does that happen? Um, yeah. And it, it kind of becomes less immersive the more you find out about it, which is fine. Uh, I think Escape Room would have been fantastic as a standalone. It's an okay sequel I, I i still enjoyed watching it but not as much as the first one yeah um so yeah that's escape room tournament of champions uh then we watched old together you and i both watched old uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a review of that on youtube at some point within the next week or so so keep an eye out for that um yeah i don't want to get into much about that but i'm Shyamalan's latest film old and then we watched the same day and did a review the same day snake eyes gi joe origins mm-hmm. uh, with, with he- uh, henry i'm gonna bang you golden henry i'm gonna bang you golden uh we also did a review for that so you can check that out as well mm-hmm. um but yeah oh uh so yeah snake eyes gi joe origins that review will also be on youtube if it's not already within the next week or so uh, then I rewatched Lighthouse because I've already seen it. Uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. And then today I rewatched The Book of Eli because I haven't seen it since it was in theaters in 2010. And I remember really enjoying, not really enjoying it, but like liking it, but being kind of turned off by like the twist aspect of it. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't want to get into the twist because it, it does contain spoilers, but mm-hmm. uh, this is a movie that plays better the second time you watch it when you know the twist because it makes things less weird, if that makes okay. sense. Uh, so, yeah, Book of Eli, I, I really enjoyed it the second time around. Uh, but that's all I watched, those uh, seven movies or so. <laughs> and, uh Yeah. Uh, We got no news, so I guess we should just get into The Lighthouse. Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. 
on the run. Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. Watch you spill your beans. The lighthouse. Two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. Directed by Robert Eggers and <laughs> or Eggers, written by Robert Eggers or Max Eggers, it's starring Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe, and Valeria Caraman. I got tired Slowly, of doing that. You brought back your sanity, <laughs> if anything. Yes, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I picked this because I've been wanting to rewatch it for a little bit, and my week when it was my turn to pick was just so crazy that I didn't feel like thinking. Mm-hmm. So I just picked a movie that had been on my mind lately, and that was The Lighthouse. Um, yeah, it came out in 2019, October, I believe, if not November, like fall. Yeah, this um, this movie came out when I came back from Virginia, basically. Yeah. Uh, I remember there was a potential that it was going to be out in Ireland uh, when I saw it. It it ended up not being out in Ireland when I was in Ireland, but I was Mm -hmm. really excited at the idea of seeing it while in Ireland. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that didn't happen. It didn't come out for another three months in Ireland after that. But uh, So, uh, yeah, The Lighthouse, uh, this is a movie that I feel like gets memed a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's a memeable movie, and you you get everything from just Willem Dafoe yelling "Hark!" to uh, you know to Robert Pattinson beating the living shit out of a seagull. Yeah, exactly. Some, and, like music with it. Yeah, uh, and it's Robert Eggers is the kind of filmmaker that loves to be historically accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that with the witch, the the one of the only extras on the Blu-ray for the witch is just an interview with historians about how ridiculously uh, um, accurate it is as far as, like, the costuming and, and the uh, the set design and everything. And this is kind of the same thing, where they, like, had people checking out exactly what time frame this would be and what people would be wearing, uh, everything down to their accents, where apparently Robert Pattinson's accent comes from a very specific uh, part of Maine. Like, yep. Uh, um, farmland Maine and of course Willem Dafoe's is like your typical sea shanty sailor type voice um, and uh, it's just it's a very immersive film with a unique style because it is shot in uh, I think the aspect 35 it's shot on 35 film I believe yeah. um, and then I can't remember what the aspect is the aspect it's close to one to one. I don't know if it's exactly one to one, but it's close. And then the film stock they used is a very uh, it's a double X stock black and white, um, which requires more light, but it makes it look darker. Uh, I'm I'm reading this right now, so they uh, so one point nineteen by one. Oh yeah, so very close to one to one, and that kind of makes it feel like an old silent film visually speaking of course uh because that that's kind of how it was before you know the different kinds of lenses were created so i mean robert eggers regardless of what you think of his writing and his stories he is going to create a visually immersive mm-hmm. film no matter what it is and i'm uh, and it, i think i even read before he even wrote the script that that's what he wanted those styles Oh yeah, like, yeah. He, um, I mean, before, I, mean, I, 
like Robert Eggers a lot. I think he's one of the best upcoming, well, not upcoming because he's made two really great films, one of the best newer filmmakers Mm -hmm. uh, out there. And uh, so I kind of read up on him. He Before he kind of got this greenlit, he wanted to do a a silent black and white remake of Nosferatu. but of course, no one would bankroll that. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of moved on to this. And but you, you know, he's he's all about the style. He his his background is in set design and, and wardrobe. So that's where his mind is at all the time. And it really helps sell the film overall. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was there was a lot about this movie that I was reading while watching because obviously I watched it in theaters and had yeah. no idea what the fuck was going on. So yeah. it was good that you picked this because I did want to see it again. But uh, while while watching it, I was reading a lot on it, and there was just a lot of information. Like uh, his brother was just backing him the whole time. He's like, "Yeah, keep going. Yeah, just keep doing it, dude. It's fine. It's fine. Just keep working on it." Like it was supposed to be like a uh, what was it a Lovecraft type story about two you, sailors, and then you it, can definitely see that as well. Yeah, and then it it morphed its way into this instead. Because I think, like he couldn't, like he couldn't get the backing for the Nosferatu thing. He couldn't get backing for this when it was originally pitched. I think is what I'm reading here, uh, and then made it to this. What we are seeing now, yeah. He obviously got the backing for it, and he, there was even like a like a thing for like he had to shoot it in the style that he shot it, and then the company was like, "All right, well, can you at least take out?" the full frontal nudity parts and then we'll do that <laughs> and then that's what they that's what's what's what we got now uh so it was really cool just like the road this kind of have was on yeah before it was actually made i hate the word artur but he definitely is an artur in a way where he knows exactly what he wants mm-hmm. and that's part of filmmaking is give and take you know you you want to be able to get a film made so that does require some uh compromise uh like getting rid of full frontal nudity but still having a a uh, prosthetic mermaid vagina oh yeah so he i mean did even it. even defoe uh, i read that he said there was basically no discussion man knew what he wanted and that's the way it was yeah exactly uh and um during the filming of this like a lot of the the harsh weather they had mm-hmm. they didn't need rain machines or wind machines or anything that's just how it was when they were there yeah and obviously that that would make filming miserable and it's things like that that uh i i love about filmmaking uh in general you know sometimes the story of the film uh, is more interesting than the film itself. Mm-hmm. This I don't think is the case. I think this is an incredibly I think interesting both film. Are very interesting. Yeah. For sure. um, but uh, I, I can't think of an example. But there are yeah. some some movies where, or like like uh, the room, the the making of the room is more interesting than <laughs> yeah. the room itself. That's actually probably um, the perfect example. Yeah, and, and I know like the room has a lot of cult success for being terrible, but. Mm-hmm. The making of it is a lot more interesting than the the, the movie yeah. itself, um, but yeah, they they were just bombarded, and it kind of reminded me, obviously to a much lesser extent, when we were filming uh, my upcoming movie in in January in the in the snow and everything, just mm-hmm. like things just kept happening and having to roll with the punches. That's the thing that I love about filmmaking, and it really oftentimes turns up the best in film. Uh, like the best result in film, and this is no exception. Absolutely, uh, the performances between Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Like, I'm glad I watched it with subtitles this time because the first time so I watched I. it, I had no idea what they were saying in the majority of the time. Almost like it was a different language, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's 
the the which in a way kind of it, it reading it with subtitles or watching it with subtitles makes it more impressive because the dialogue is incredible and I didn't realize it was until watching it with subtitles like I knew there was something there but like, yeah it's great dialogue well, it was it was like me watching Macbeth and having no idea what the <laughs> hell was going on exactly <laughs> but exactly. I'm sitting there and I'm happy about it <laughs> yeah definitely um but this it's just this it's such a beautiful film to watch mm-hmm. too it's like the I think it's the best black and white film to be made in probably the last I don't know, fifty years or so. so I, say, I even the artist was black and white, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And I, I'm mm-hmm. not saying like best quality. I mean, oh, no, the, no, yeah. the way it looks. Obviously, that was, that was like the first one to come to mind. Yeah, um, yeah. And even like going back to the performances, it's it's so insane. Just that obviously, there's just these two dudes, and then there's two other guys or well, guys. One's one's the mermaid, and one's kind of a, just a hallucination in a yeah. way. Um, but just the performances between. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson and how contrasted they are at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. they're both professional actors, but uh, Willem Dafoe's was more theatrical and definitely worked for his character. Mm-hmm. And, like, Willem Dafoe's just amazing. He but is. Then, he doesn't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Pattinson's, like, a whole different style, but they both worked so well together. Like, he's always... I, I know Robert Pattinson's more like a... If this doesn't... Uh, if this doesn't really bring out my acting chops, I don't want to do it anymore. Instead yeah. of you know, obviously the Twilight days where he had to. Yeah, um, he he's he's over the one for you, one for me formula, and now mm-hmm. he's just like all for me. I've made enough money with these dumbass Twilight movies. Yeah, and so I, I'm, I don't. Blame I'm gonna make what I want now. And <laughs> this this definitely had to push the limits of his acting because he was he was fantastic in this and I'm I'm sure it was not easy to do anything either of these guys did. Yeah. And that was I know their style is completely different as far as like how they were on set too. Yeah. Cuz right. Defoe actually stayed on the on the site like instead of going to a hotel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was reading that um you, you know they kind of were when when they were on set Robert Pattinson was very method mm-hmm. to the point where Willem Dafoe just kind of had to back away from him because it was a little too intense for him oh yeah but then when it came to being off a set Robert Pattinson stayed in like the, the cushy hotel and yeah. hung out with the crew and everything and then Willem Dafoe roughed it in in the uh the, mm-hmm. the so they, they basically cottage, didn't talk yeah. to each other at all until after the movie yeah and the, the, they say they get along too which oh, is cool yeah. uh but it's it's really kind of i feel like that inadvertently probably helped with them mm-hmm. uh kind of butting heads throughout the film um but it's just i can't say enough about how this film looks they they built that lighthouse specifically for this film uh which is a feat in itself mm-hmm. getting that done and then apparently when they tore it down the town people of the area they were at were very upset because they wanted it to stay around i would be too um, yeah but the, i guess at that point the it because of all the shit they had to do to it it had become too dangerous to keep up mm. uh which is understandable i mean they flood they flooded it they yeah. did a whole bunch of stuff with it so it was kind of you know actually the, that might have been a set when they flooded it but yeah e- either way it's it was not meant to be an existing structure, and those are never safe to keep around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, it's, it's I know beautiful the cabin regardless. itself was a different set too. Like yeah. they were just two different sets. Like for so it was, it was pretty yeah. crazy that they built those things and just. 
It looked like just one island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I remember from my first viewing of it in theaters is that the sound design really allows you mentally to get in the mindset that they are in, like the the losing your mind kind of way because of that constant foghorn that just keeps happening. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a uh, a, a, a omnipresent. Oh, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Got Omnipresent this. being in a way, I guess. Yeah. Or character it's, it's, itself. It's its own character, yeah. Yeah, where it's just kind of like sometimes it's loud, sometimes it kind of puts you on edge. Like, is it going to be super loud? And obviously that was heightened for me watching with a newborn because oh, yeah. the movie is quiet a lot of the time and then the foghorn will just come in. And I was like, oh shit, God, turn it down. <laughs> it, it's just, it really adds to it with the... Uh, that sound and and the wind is just a beautiful sounding film um with a great score it's just some technical masterpiece i mean you might people might not like the story but yeah it's a very confusing concept and everything that it it has in it but everything surrounding it is gorgeous and great and it's just that I mean, even even the story itself is kind of masterfully done. You just yeah. don't know what the fuck is going on, and it's crazy, and it's yeah. hectic, and it's insane, and you don't understand what people are saying, but it's so good, and that's how I felt the first time watching it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know what I just watched, but it was so good, I couldn't hate it. And yeah. there there's people, like, first time watching this, who were leaving the theater that I was in. I was the uh, only one in the theater when I saw it. Yeah, I, saw it. I, I, I was there with, not not me specifically, but there was a group of people in the theater, and there was people just leaving. And I was just like, what the fuck? I mean, I understand it's weird, but is it? it's not bad. Yeah. Like, like it blew my mind. And I, even after it came out, went to uh, home and everything, It uh, it just <laughs> people were just giving it shit reviews. I'm like, you're dumb. Yeah. There, there's, there's some people that should not be allowed to give movie reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should make their own opinion, but as far as putting them online, don't. Yeah. Um, it's... It, it's hard to talk about. It like is, I said. It's very hard to talk about. Willem Dafoe is by far my favorite part of this. I mean, obviously, I love Robert Pattinson as yeah. well. But Willem Dafoe, you... I don't, I don't know about you, but you cannot take your eyes off of him when he's oh, yeah. on the screen. He's so great. He's Even though this is arguably Robert Pattinson's film as far as who's the lead, mm-hmm. just because it never really shows Willem Dafoe by himself, but it shows Robert Pattinson by himself uh, a lot. And it, when Willem Dafoe is on screen, he's just so commanding, even being smaller than... Uh, Robert Pattinson, his, his voice, his character, he just demands your attention. Mm-hmm. And that alone, I would like if I didn't like the film, it would still keep me there. I'd be like, what's Willem Dafoe going to do next? Because he's uh-huh. just so great in it. And that's something he, he does in a lot of his films. Like Boondock Saints, he's obviously the best part of. He's the best Even part. Green Goblin. Yeah, he's the best part of uh, the Florida Project, best part of the Spider Man movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, best part of it uh, at eternity's gate which i mean that's yeah just the, uh, his film but <laughs> yeah it's just a phenomenal actor all yeah all spectrum around absolutely He's so and good the thing that this movie along with the witch very few directors do this I, well because of how many movies i watch it's probably more than most people have mm-hmm. uh most most 
people have that one director they go to. I have multiple, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not that many. Uh, where Robert Eggers, every time you see one of his films, you just can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Uh, and f- from the sound of it, the next one uh, is about um, the like a Viking village. It's called the Northmen. Oh man, uh, so it's your movie. You're ready oh, yeah. for that one. It's, Holy shit! Hey, hey, hey! It's my people. <laughs> it's my people. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, my 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 Swedish uh, heritage, my Swedish and Norwegian heritage. At, at, at uh, the end of the day, you know you're getting at least your money's worth for your what your eyes are looking at. Absolutely. on these movies, you're gonna get a gorgeous film with great sound design. Mm-hmm. Uh, creepy, creepy animals. Just watching these characters. Oh yeah, I, I and am some really good movie. acting. Yeah, yeah. Now he, whether he's... or not you like the story's up to you. So far, everything he's done, I've loved. Same here. Uh, but I can see how, like, the casual moviegoer mm-hmm. who really just wants, like, a straightforward movie. First of all, if you're a casual moviegoer who wants a straightforward movie, why did you watch this trailer and say, I need to see that? Because <laughs> obviously the trailer yeah. is just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to find out, but I'm going to go watch it to That's find out. That's exactly how I was and, after I watched it. Yeah, and, and then, but you see these people, and same with The Witch, too, where people are just like, oh, it's going to be like a, a great horror movie. It's like, no, it's not. It's going to be like a psychological thriller. I could see, I could some see people elements. seeing the witch trailer and being like, oh, that's going to be hard. I, I see the well, I mean, scary it, and killing. Yeah. But, the, that one is horror. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a little more psychological thriller than anything. And mm-hmm. than it is because it's not really scary. It's just like, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and this is the same where, but like it, it the this trailer, just advances it tenfold. <laughs> yeah, the trailer didn't make it seem like a straight horror film. Yeah, it, it made it look like two guys losing their mind. Which any director who has a film about two guys losing their mind it doesn't make it trippy. Take their filmmaking license away from them. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're trying to make show two people losing their mind and it's not trippy, you're not doing it right. Uh, but yeah, I love Robert Eggers. I can't wait to see what else he does. And this is, uh, th- in my mind, this is at least, I-, I would say it's an overall masterpiece, but you know, I could see other people not liking the story. It's at least a technical masterpiece for those people in my oh, opinion. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. I, I love this movie. I'm glad I actually got to read up on it more and I'm actually glad you just picked it a, because I really did want to rewatch it and try yeah. to find out what the fuck was going on. I got a little bit more of a grasp. Still don't know what the fuck's going on, yeah. but at the same time I do. And that's the best part. Mm-hmm. Uh, rewatching is great. <laughs> do it often people. Or yes. not, whatever. Oh my gosh, I just read something oh. that while Robert Eggers, oh, this is a really dumb fact, but it's also kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Eggers, while writing it, was listening to hours of YouTube videos of subwoofer rumblings, wave crashing, and wind blowing and foghorns. Oh my god, I can imagine just like driving himself crazy while <laughs> while watching that. It's just it's uh, dedication. You know, the, <laughs> last thing I will say about this: uh, this is about. It's, it's loosely based on a real event, and I believe it was 1801 off the shores of Scotland. Mm-hmm. There was a lighthouse that was manned by four people, and all four people went missing. Um, there's a movie about that with Gerard Butler. Uh, that's actually pretty good. I watched it last year. Um, but like that, that itself is an interesting story. So if you want, to, if people wanted to check that out, I would suggest it. Uh, it's called The Vanishing. Let me just double check, make sure that's the correct sounds one. Sounds familiar. 
I, I talked about it briefly on the podcast because it was one of my catch-up movies. But yeah, it's called The Vanish- Vanishing. Obviously, it is not 100% accurate because these people dis- did disappear. No one knows what happened to them. Mm-hmm. This speculates what could have happened to them. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, great performances on it. It's a little more mainstream if if yeah. you know some of our listeners are looking for something a little more mainstream. Um, but yeah, just want to throw that out there. It's based on the same thing. It's a very interesting story if people want to check it out. Because it's, you know, I don't know how people feel about um, unsolved mysteries and stuff, but it's it's interesting as far as that goes. All right, so let's get into The Judgment as it was uh, my turn to pick the movie. That means I go first on deciding whether or not this becomes a shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden and nothing else. Those are the only two shelf boys. There's not another 80 movies on there or whatever it is. No, just, just, just no so, other single one. Just, just those two. No, uh, there are there are quite a bit, but those are the only two that I remember. And it's an ongoing joke, so I'm going to keep so doing it. So we're just going to stick on with so, it. So will this become a shelf boy? Uh, I think you could just tell by the way we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, both of us just spoke about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, for, for me, and I'm assuming for you, yes, this is 100% the shelf yeah, you boy. You took the word out of my mouth. Yes. 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 So... We're fond of the lighthouse, aren't we? We love it. <laughs> Hark! Hark! I can't, I can't yell too I'll loud. I'll do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Lighthouse does make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. And that brings mm-hmm. us to our plugs for this week. My plug, it's going to come to no surprise as anyone. By the time that this episode comes out, I would have seen this movie at least once, possibly twice. And we may even have a review for it on YouTube. Ooh. But it is the movie The Green Knight. Yeah, I avoided just, anything Green Knight today just because I thought I knew you were going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, just go see it. Check out our trailer reaction. It's it's gotten really good reviews so far. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that or not. I, I'm I sure don't want to talk about any of the reviews. It, but I'm, I'm avoiding everything about it. That's all it. I'm saying. Really excited. I'm avoiding. Uh, are you able to come with me on Thursday? By the way, I'm going to make sure I can. Okay, perfect. Anyway. Watch Green Knight. Watch Green Knight. Watch our trailer. My our trailer reaction. It's more like my trailer reaction with Glenn being yeah. there. Um, uh, but yeah, that's gonna be out. Uh, we'll probably have the review out by the time this podcast comes out too. So, mm-hmm. Green Knight in theaters July thirtieth. Obviously, there's gonna be early showings on July 29th. That's when we're going. Written directed by David Lowry. A fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, starring Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, uh, Joel Edgerton, and uh, Ralph Ineson, or Ineson. I heard him say Ineson, so I think it's Ineson, but it might be Ineson. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to him how he pronounces yeah, his name. Yeah, how dare he no. know his name? Uh, well, I'm, I'm like 90% sure that that's where I heard it was Ineson. But All anyway, right. The Green Knight, in theaters now. Check it out. There you go. Um, mine's going to be a little bit more of an article for once. Um, so we obviously just watched old this this last week here. Yeah. This last weekend. Um, and there was like a there was like a thing. There was an ongoing thing with one of the characters that I, it was really intriguing, and they never fucking uh, brought it up, which pissed me off to no end about how one of the characters like there was a movie with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. Oh yeah. And they never said what it was. And so Screen Rant actually has an article. I'm sure there's other places that probably actually do have this article too. Um, basically kind of saying what that was about. And so there was a whole concept here about one of the characters kind of having 
getting dementia or something. Yeah. Um, and just can't, he can't think of this, this Which name I, for a movie. That was one of the cooler aspects of it, oh, too. Yeah. Like, well, just, what makes it cooler is that was actually uh, a thing M. Night actually put in there because when his dad was getting dementia, uh, that, oh, was, that's that, was, that was kind of... I don't know if that was one of the things. I still have to read more of the article, but like, it was kind of an ongoing thing, so he kind of added that in. Yeah. That, that uh, that was like a, a thing that he had to go through. So like it was cool that he put that in there. It was more heart than it was thought, you know, yeah. putting that in there in uh, from what it seems at least. But at least I know the movie now. Uh, where is it? The, the Misery, Missouri breaks. The Missouri breaks. Yeah, yeah. from nineteen seventy six. I just looked it up. No, no you're good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's really cool. It's really sad. I mean, obviously, writers write what they know, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I wish that that inspiration had a happier story. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've had people in my family die or suffer from dementia and ultimately die. So it's it's very sad. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but we know the movie now at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is uh, the Screen Rant article. Old, the Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson movie obsession explained. Yes, yes. Those are our plugs for this week. The Green Knight and Old, the that article from Screen Rant, you said it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Check it out. Those are our plugs. Uh, and that brings us to our assignment for next week in Glenjamin Button. It is your turn. It is my turn. movie we're watching. Um, so very recently, uh, me and my, my aunt were talking about Kevin Smith movies. Mm. Um, and we were kind of like discussing like which which ones really are favorites. And for me, it was Chasing Amy. For her, it was like Clerks. Um, but there are a few that I still haven't watched of his. Uh, and this week's assignment is going to be one that I haven't seen, and I'm pretty sure you haven't seen because you didn't give it a rating. Um, I've seen parts of it, never actually the full thing. So we're gonna go ahead and go with Mallrats, nineteen ninety nineteen ninety five film, rated R. I've never met a person who lives in as much fear of his mother as you do. You know what I should tell my mother what we do in here at night? What, that you play video games and I fall asleep unfulfilled? Oh, she calls you callow in here. You say that like it's bad. Well, it means frightened and weak-willed. That was the only part of the letter I thought was complimentary. This is Brody's private hell. Where the hell did that come from? What's going on here? And these... Brody man, nature noches. ...are his friends. What's a stink palm? Take your hand, you stick it like this. There, now you shake hands with the guy. You know how long it takes for that smell to come off? If you stare at these things long enough, you're supposed to see some kind of hidden three-dimensional picture. (laughs) And it is on Amazon Prime and also Tubi. Uh, Mallrats is about... Uh, two guys both dumped by their girlfriends. Two best friends seek refuge in the local mall. Yes. Written and directed by Kevin Smith. Uh, stars Shannon Doherty, uh, G- or Jeremy Doherty. London. That's what I said. Why are you? You said Doherty. Never listen to me. Uh, Jeremy <laughs> London, Jason Lee, Ben Affleck's in there. Obviously, Kevin Smith. And uh, why can't yeah. I remember the one guy's name? Uh, whatever. 
Jason Mewes. Thank you. Jesus, I was going <laughs> to die. I literally felt my breath leave my body. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, when Kevin Smith was trying to get the uh, sequel to Mallrats greenlit, mm-hmm. he was uh, he actually selected our local mall, the Exton Square Mall, yep. to be the shooting location, mainly because it's absolute, not absolutely dead, but there's like nothing it's, going it's on there. It's almost barren now. So yeah. he, like, they wouldn't even need really that much security to keep it, mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep it going. But uh, yeah, obviously that never got made. Uh, I don't know if he has any plans to get it made, but uh, yeah. So Mallrats, that is on Amazon. You said Amazon Prime and Tubi. Ooh, so uh, yeah. Any of Tubi is a free service for those who don't know. You do have ads, but if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can watch it on Tubi for free with ads. Yes, uh, uncensored, but with ads. Uh, so yeah, Mall Rats is our assignment for next week. Thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can check out our website www.keystonefilmreview.com. On uh, Instagram, we are Keystone underscore Film underscore Review. Twitter, Keystone underscore Film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until you see us or listen to us. Oh, I fucked it up. Uh, the tall tales uh, next are week, ruined, boy. When we watch ye Mall Rats. Directed by Kevin Smith. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.